All right. We're going to answer some Bible questions here, Jaron, before I spread this manure. Is teaching generational curses scripturally sound? That teaching got real popular about, what, 30 years ago, something like that. And <laughs> that's another one of those things that fad doctrines that men think up uh, from time to time. You know, the way you discover that, the way I did, take your Bible and look up, visit the sins upon the children, visit the sins, take, visit the sins. Look it up every time it's used in the Bible. Now, if you have a good computer program, Bible program, that works better. If you don't, then just get you a regular, complete, strong concordance. Look up the word visit and uh, look at every time it's used. What you'll discover is, uh, see, the Bible has its own built-in dictionary. It, it, it has parallel passages that can be detected, as if you're using a King James Bible, can be detected by taking a common word like visit, visit the iniquities. And uh, quite a few times God uses that passage, that phrase, and every single time what he's talking about is the judgment that comes as a result of the father's sin. He's not saying that the sin becomes innate or inherent in the child that there's some kind of residue of evil, uh, in, inclination, uh, some, something, some kind of twist in the character of the child that, that is passed on genetically through his birth or through the transmission of the soul. You know, I know where the doctrine comes from. You see a, a drunk, a slothful drunk, He'll have a son, and the son turns out to be a slothful drunk, and his son turns out to be a slothful drunk, and you get ten generations of slothful drunks, or you have a man that's an entrepreneur and rich and wealthy and intelligent, and his kids are through four, five, eight, ten, fifteen generations. And so people say, see, the sins of the fathers are passed down to the children. Oh, no, just look it up in Scripture. Uh, the sins of the fathers is the, is the result to the third and fourth generation, he said, which is is very interesting. In other words, the judgment plays out to the third and fourth generation. You find that true in Scripture in the judgments God brought on the nation of Israel. He'd bring judgments on them, and after three or four generations, the judgment would be lifted. That is, uh, the nation of Israel would sin with their idolatry. God would send them into captivity. And after 70 years, three or four birth orders, uh, they would come forth, and the, the judgment would be lifted on the people. Uh, so there's just no scriptural support for it. If you look at actually what the scripture actually says, the way it actually interprets the phrase, visit the iniquities. Uh, it, would be, it would be inconsistent with God and his nature, be inconsistent with human nature, to suggest that a baby could inherit their propensities to sin, uh, the guilt of sin from his father. Uh, what is it that you think would be, what change would take place in the father that would end up in his semen <laughs> that be transmitted into the womb of the woman uh, that would make the soul of the child evil? Man, that's weird. That's kind of witchcraft type stuff or something. But it's not scriptural. It's not godly. It's not wholesome. It's a false doctrine. Uh, something somebody adopted it because it's a convenient way of excusing our inability to deal with the sin that's in a child. Just blame it on his father and 
cast, the, cast his father's devils out of him. Now, that's another subject. If a child inherits evil spirits from his father, which he can do, inherit from anybody, and certainly if a man has command over a child that he could inherit his father's devils if when he grows up he's compliant with the, the evil spirits. But that's not about passing, that's not about God bringing this judgment for the sin to the third and fourth generation. That's a totally different matter. It has nothing to do with, with the issue at hand. So go get your Bible and look it up yourself. Look up Visit the Iniquities. You'll be shocked. The Bible's a wonderful book. It answers a lot of questions. It's so plain and simple. Saves us a lot of wondering. If you would like to ask a Bible question, email us at biblequestions at nogreaterjoy.org or call at 931-805-4820.